turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Bill Cosby is still in jail. Yeah, think about all the things that you've done, places you've been uh, since last September, not two months ago, 14 months ago. And think about where Bill Cosby has been. He's been in a jail cell at SCI Phoenix. That's a maximum security prison about 20 minutes away from Philadelphia where he grew up and where he lived in a really nice house until they dragged him away to prison. Think about the life Cosby was leading there before he checked into his cell. And by the way, I think I've mentioned it here before. I have been inside a maximum security prison to do stories for TV. I was only there for about an hour and a half, and uh, I can't imagine spending one night there, much less a week or a month or a year or nine years or ten years. Uh, Cosby is serving three to ten and he spoke for the first time since he went in there. He did an interview with NNPA Black Press. It was a telephone interview, and I wanted to run this, uh, the interview, but the audio is uh, really bad. Uh, so, uh, that, But the headline is that he has no remorse. Bill Cosby, no remorse, even though he knows that if he'd like to get out on parole, no remorse usually means no parole. So uh, Cosby's working as a mentor to the prisoners there, most of whom are black, and he's telling them all the right things, same as he was doing before he became known as a serial rapist. He was saying these things for a long, long time. He's a speaker uh, in a prison program called Man Up, and he tells them about the importance of family and education. He says, this is a quote, the influx of drugs and what they've done with their own history, if they would pay attention to these things, like education first and respect others first, and then he says, it's almost insane to hear someone say they don't know how to be a father. So that's what Bill Cosby's doing in prison. Unfortunately, uh, you know, what he's telling these guys is too late uh, in most cases, too little and too late. They're already serving long sentences. Some of these guys are in their 50s and older, and they've spent their entire adult lives in prison, maybe in that same place. I don't know. It's terrifying to think about. And in the interview, he also says that he's innocent of all those charges of rape and all the testimony from all those women. And he said, uh, he says, uh, taking reruns of the Cosby show off of TV is just more proof that those in power, quote, have long considered uh, to remove anything uh, to remove anything positive from the black community, which is insane when you think about how long his show was on the air, top-rated show, loved by everybody, white, black, Hispanic, whatever, everybody loved the show. And then you think about Oprah. I think she was on for a few years. She was okay, uh, seemed to be having success. Nobody was interested in removing her. Uh, and the fact that Barack Obama was president for two terms, but... It's just a shame that he's playing the race card even in prison and even as he's telling these, uh, giving these guys such great advice. But as you're listening to me right now, the cause is probably standing in the chow line, getting ready to eat whatever they serve on Mondays there at SCI Phoenix. I'll bet it's delicious. And it's too bad that his message is only being heard inside a prison. But you know what? It's also where he belongs. After the break, we're going to talk about some rough rebounders, and it has nothing to do with basketball. Stick around. This is Bill Cosby coming at you with music and fun. And if you're not careful, you may learn something before it's done. Hey, hey, hey. 
They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. And out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company, offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit WindowsRUSPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit WindowsRUSPittsburgh.com. Mention STAG for an additional 10% off. Windows R Us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday on the John Steigerwald Show. WindowsRUSPittsburgh.com. Confusing? Tedious? Worse than a math test. That's how most Americans describe shopping for health insurance. Yep, open enrollment is here again. You have until December 15th to choose something very expensive that you hope to never use. And if that makes you want to stick a red-hot poker in your eye, call Marley Financial. Marley has every plan available in the tri-state, but they also offer some of the most innovative solutions to tackle the high cost of health care. Heard of First Dollar Benefits, the most expensive part of a health plan? They're great if you visit the doctor a lot or take medications, but if you're healthy, why pay it? A catastrophic plan through Marley may be all you need. Or how about a high-deductible plan you can pair with a supercharged HSA? Not all plans qualify, but Marley's do, offering double benefits to cut your out-of-pocket costs in half. Call Marley Financial today. Today at 724-884-1496 for a custom-designed health plan with the coverage you need at a price that's right for you. 724-884-1496 or at MarleyFG.com. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just 3 bucks plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. Like the rest of us, you're probably tired of all those annoying sales calls to your home telephone number. Now, there's a solution. Ouroldnumber.com will block those pesky robocalls from getting through, and most live sales calls will hang up. So how does it work? Callers to your home telephone number will hear a personalized greeting from you. The caller selects the family member they wish to reach, and the call is immediately forwarded onto the family member's cell phone. There's no equipment to buy. There's nothing to install. No long-term contracts. It's still your phone number and remains in directory assistance. The service is only $9.99 per month, and you can eliminate your landline connection and save money. Now, calls to your home phone number can reach any member of the family wherever they are and get rid of those annoying sales calls. OurOldNumber.com. It's just $9.99 per month. Go to OurOldNumber.com to learn how you can get started blocking sales calls today. That's OurOldNumber.com. OurOldNumber.com. You'll be glad you did. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Well, the uh, Democrats' plan to impeach Donald Trump doesn't seem to be working all that well for him. The polls show that independents have gone from being kind of split on the idea to being against it by about three to one. That's not good news for Nancy Pelosi or whoever is nominated by the Democrats. Selena Zito is a columnist for the New York Post and author of The Great Revolt inside the populist coalition reshaping America. And she takes her own polls by going out on the road and, you know, talking to the people she joins us now selena thanks for being here again oh thanks so much for having me yeah i spend most of my time uh on the back roads um of the country i don't fly and i don't take interstates when i'm reporting i only take the back roads it gives me an idea not how only how a community has changed going from county to county uh whether it's 
more prosperous or if it's in trouble. But it also gives me the ability to talk to the people that actually impact American politics, not the people that live in Washington and D.C. and or New York who just like to tell you how you should think about American politics. Right. And according to your column in the New York Post, uh, there's not a lot of wavering out there in middle middle America by the people who voted uh, who voted Donald Trump in, is there? No, there isn't. So there's an update to my book, The Great Revolt Inside the Populist Coalition Reshaping American Politics. Uh, there's uh, an extended afterword. Um, and essentially we ask, was this a fluke? What happened in 2016, or is this the new uh, coalition uh, that uh, sort of conservative, but it also has a, has a, a populist streak in it who ha- that has a strong and a healthy, I would say, um, skepticism of all things big, like large institutions, um, Hollywood, um, large media co- um, complexes, um, political operatives, politicians. Uh, and and we, we found that, yes, this uh, coalition is not a fluke. It's real. Donald Trump did not create it. He is a result of it. And we go over what happened in 26, uh, 2018 in the midterms, but also what to look for in 2020. Even though the Republicans lost the House in in 2018, uh, the, it, it, if you look at it, when you read the book, you will understand that this coalition still did stay together, and it still is strong. And you saw the larger evidence in it in statewide elections, like the Senate races. There's that little thing called the Electoral College, so... Um... <laughs> That's kind of played a, a little bit of a factor in 2016. Yeah, you, you mentioned the big the, the, the tr- distrust of big institutions, and you say that Donald Trump didn't create it. There might be among some Trump followers the belief that he converted everybody, but was it more a case yeah. then of him just tapping into what was already happening? He had an, a, a, a great instinct into understanding what's been happening in this country. I would say, I, w- I would argue since 2005. That's when uh, you saw this populist coalition start to, to form. And ironically, it formed when the Republicans lost the House in 2006. Uh, they, they were voted out by Democrats picked by Rahm Emanuel, but these Democrats did not look like the kind of Democrats you would see in Washington or New York. They were mostly pro-life, pro-gun, they were uh, supported the military, and they were for um, being fiscally responsible. So it showed, what it showed us, it gave us a peek into the voters not trusting either party and that they were tired of sending Washington a message with their vote and, and Washington misreading it, which is why then we, the, the voters flipped back on the Democrats in 2010, uh, went back to the, uh, to the Democrats in 2012 and flipped back to the Republicans in the 2014 midterms, the 2015 off to elections, and that sort of culminated in the 2016 uh, presidential election when when the establishment types on both sides of the aisle said, oh, well, wait a minute, they don't like either of us. Unfortunately, they've not decided to be sort of reflective about it and say, wait, they picked him over me. Instead, they continue to make fun of this coalition. None of them are doing anything to win over any of these either disaffected Democrats or um, um, reluctant Republicans back to their fold. And that's why Trump is still very popular among the people that put him into office. And um, are the Democrats out there uh, preaching to their choir and not and, and they're all they're, they seem to be still singing the same song to the people who who uh, voted them voted for them last time, the people on the coast, the liberal, the really liberal, um, just the conservative uh, hippie liberals that are out there that they, they seem to um, think that they can just sing a little bit louder and those people, that, that, that they're going to win. And, and they're not doing anything to reach the very people that you're talking about who, who've, who have left them. 
That is exactly true. So the much ado has been made by Bloomberg jumping in and Deval Patrick jumping in or in the messaging of Elizabeth Warren or Pete Buttigieg or, or um, uh, Joe Biden. But the truth is, all of them are singing the same song, as you said. All of them are saying various degrees of the same rhetoric that Hillary Clinton used and added to that that disconnect uh, with with uh, voters that matter, like voters in Pennsylvania and voters in Ohio. I mean, you tell a Western Pennsylvania Democrat that I am banning fracking on day one in my <laughs> yeah. presidency. I uh, let me just tell you that they're going to say, "Oh, really? Okay, well, guess what? I'm not. I don't like Trump, but I'm not voting for you either. I'm just staying home because that's my pocketbook you're talking about. That's my community you're talking about. That's my college education for my kids you're talking about. So I'm not voting for any of you guys. And uh, your byline of the piece in the in the New York Post is Jefferson, Ohio. Where is that? Jefferson, Ohio is in Ashtabula County, which is right beside Erie County. Um, it's right along Lake Erie. At one of the time, or, uh, it was one of the largest ports in the country. Um, but because um, of the decline of manufacturing, um, it has suffered economically and not, has not grown. One of the few counties in the country that has not grown since the 1970s. Well, and Bonnie Smith is the star of your column, one of the stars of your column. Why is her story important, and who is she? Well, Bonnie Smith is interesting. She's, a, you know, if you read The Great Revolt, which I hope everybody does, um, <laughs> it's not a pro-Trump book, but it helps you understand who this coalition is. Bonnie Smith is part of the seven different archetypes that make up the coalition. It's a very different coalition. Um, there are people that have ne- you would never think that would vote together, suburban Republicans, along with someone like Bonnie Smith, who voted straight Democrat all of her life, voted for Obama twice, and even voted for Bernie Sanders in the primary. Uh, and, and she's very different than some of her counterparts in the book, uh, like Girl Gunpower, which are suburban women in places like Kenosha, Wisconsin, or Baldwin, Michigan, or, um, or Erie, Pennsylvania, uh, who identify themselves as, as um, feminists under the age of 45, live in the suburbs, college-educated, but because they think of themselves as feminists, uh, they think that the most empowering thing they can do, which is what feminism is all about, empowerment, is to protect themselves and or their families so they are strong supporters of the Second Amendment. So, um, but Bonnie Smith falls in a different category. She she is the old time Democrat who flipped to um, to Trump in 2016 and is not looking back. Yeah, and you mentioned that you you talked to her. She was one of the people you did interview for the uh, for the uh, for your book, for The book. Great Revolt. Um, and now you're going back and talking to some of the people you sp- spoke to for the book and finding out if they've changed their minds. And she's someone who has not apparently. Yes, none of them have. Before this article went to print, I was only able to get a hold of 22 out of the 24, but all have confirmed that they are still uh, voting for Trump. I just had a hard time getting hold of two before the story went to print. Um, but yeah, there, it, it, most of them said, um, I'd vote for him twice again if I could. Well, no, uh, they're, they're very, they're happy with the results. They don't always care for his comportment. But uh, they do like his policies. It seems like uh, his deportment and his just uh, the tweeting. Well, I'm going to ask you about the tweeting in a second. But the way he acts and everybody knows that he's not the he's not the most presidential acting president we've ever had. That stuff uh, doesn't matter. And it would have mattered a lot if 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 what he had done in three years hadn't been successful. But it doesn't matter at all to them because it's worked. Yeah, well, he's the flip side of Barack Obama. Uh, in 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 Michigan, Ohio, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Iowa, the, the the counties that we went to, or the states we went to for the book, uh, 23% of those voters voted for Barack Obama twice and then voted for Trump. Obama is different in that people liked him personally. Mm-hmm. They thought that he was a good family man, that he spoke eloquently, but they hated his policies. 
Uh, so he's sort of the other side of the coin of Trump, where they don't always like his his be, his uh, behavior, but they love his policies. Now uh, let's get to Twitter. Does Twitter hurt or help Trump with Trump with the people that you were uh, you say were quote hiding in plain sight in 2016? Uh, wh- whether he does or does not tweet <clears throat> has not have, will not impact. Um, their vote, whether they do or do not like it. Well, then most of them understand that Trump, <clears throat> two things happen when Trump tweets. First of all, they know that he's made this decision to throw this sort of Molotov cocktail out every morning on his Twitter feed. Mm-hmm. Let's just see what happens. Um, and, and, and second of all, uh, it's almost as if when he tweets, he's letting his, his uh, supporters know that he's uh, very on the joke with him, that this is about bypassing the, uh, our profession and speaking directly to them. And, and, and part of it has to go back to what I said that for that time I interviewed him in Pittsburgh when I said the voters take him seriously, but they do not take everything he says seriously, sort of like the guy, your cousin at the bar when he talks about how he's fishing. You know, there's a little bit of hyperbole in there, but that's part of the charm of the story. Whereas my profession takes everything that he says literally, that's part of our job, but we do not take him, uh, or, you know, my profession does not take him seriously. They don't think of him as a serious person or a serious president. And we're talking to Selena Zito. She's the uh, she's a columnist for the New York Post, but also the author of The Great Revolt Inside the Populist Coalition Reshaping America that she wrote prior to the 2016 election, and she's now kind of updating it and getting ready for 2020, which is hard to believe is 11 months away. Um, so, uh, Selena, what is a tough rebounder? Uh, rough rebounder. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so rough rough, rough rebounder. rebounder, yeah. Rough rebounder is one of the archetypes. These are people that have had a tough life, whether it was a divorce, multiple divorces, economic setbacks, illnesses. Um, you know, life has not been a straight path. Um, there's been a lot of uh, stops and goes and, and, um, and, and some tragedies in their lives. They're the first people that went to Trump rallies. Uh, they, uh, they see through him someone who was able to push through through adversity, through people making fun of him, through um, economic um, uh, failures, through multiple bankruptcies, and be able to become, you know, to run on the Republican ticket for president and ultimately win as president. They most identify with him because their lives have not been a straight line. And how much do these people, um, how much are they influenced by what's happening in Syria? Uh, not at all. None? <laughs> no, no. I mean, look, a lot of these voters um, in, in all the archetypes uh, are incredibly weary of sending family members and friends and community members um, off to war, you know, wars that we, can, we are incapable of winning, not because we lack the talent in the technology and the expertise, but because these are pla- these are places in the world that that know nothing but conducting war on each other. Um, I have about a minute left, and I'm up against a hard break, so I got the simple question for you: Are you more yeah. or less convinced that Trump will win in 2020 than you were in 2016? Because you were one of the few who thought he was going to win. I'm in the exact same place. I thought he was going to win in 2016. Uh, I just came back from 27,000 miles across the country, uh, all back roads, <laughs> uh, and and I I I don't see uh, a change whatsoever. Um, what I do see is, you know, in, in 2016, only 34 percent of people told a family member or friend that they were uh, going to vote for Trump. I suspect that number is going to be double because of this new cancel culture. Uh, and, and I think that's going to be a struggle within the polling because it's going to be really hard to identify where exactly the president is in, uh, among these voters. Selena, I'm out of time. Thanks again. Always great to have you on. And I'm sure we'll be talking to you a lot between now and next November. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. Okay, we'll be right back.
With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. In the case of a convicted Navy SEAL, President Trump says he's backing the Warriors. The president sparked a controversy when he pardoned a Navy SEAL accused of war crimes in Iraq. His action overruled military officials. Mr. Trump says he's committed to protecting the Warriors. There's never been a president that's going to stick up for them and has like I have. Defense Secretary Mark Esper allowed Chief Petty Officer Edward Gallagher to retire with his SEAL status intact. He says he did so at the president's direction. Greg Clugston, the White House. Hong Kong police are planning to send a team of negotiators into a university campus to coax a small group of protesters trapped inside for over a week to surrender. On Wall Street, the Dow up by 191 points. The Nasdaq rose 112. The S&P 500 advanced 23. This is SRN News. So what would you do with an extra $500 a month in your budget? 500 bucks. This isn't hypothetical, by the way. This is something you may need to think about very soon if you decide to become a member of MediShare. MediShare is a way to pay for your health care, and typically it costs $500 less per month for a family versus other health care plans. So seriously, think about this. You could pay off loans, pay down a mortgage, save the money for retirement, donate to charity. That would be a big deal. But you know what? Here's the best thing. MediShare works. It's a Christian healthcare sharing ministry with 400,000 members. They've shared over $2 billion in medical bills so they can help share your needs too. And with MediShare, not only do you save, you don't have to pay for things you don't believe in. And that's a beautiful thing too. So here's how you can find out more. And you might actually wind up saving even more than 500 a month. So check into it. 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. Larry Elder explains what the deep state is all about. The um, obsession to get this man out of office, the expression deep state, these guys thought they were patriots. James Comey thought he was a patriot. Strzok McCabe, they thought they were patriots. They were intrepid warriors for all the right. That's what makes them so dangerous. The Larry Elder Show, weeknights at 7 on AM 1250. The Answer. Are you willing to go through another season with cold and drafty windows or doors? Well, you don't have to. Pella has the best sale of the year going on right now. 55% off installation or 12 months, no interest, no payments. Energy efficiency, noise control. Plus, we are certified best for kids. Our warranties are the best in the business and expert installation too. It's Pella on sale right now. Call 888-78-PELLA or PellaPittsburgh.com. Hey, Pittsburgh, this is Tun Shilkin for my good friends at Calusi Chevrolet. All month long, the team at Calusi is having a Black Friday sales event. So right now, you could qualify for 0% APR financing for up to 72 months, plus a $750 down payment assistance on select 2020 Chevy Equinox LS. Inventory is limited, so hurry in now. Check them out at Calusi.com. Find new roads at Calusi Chevrolet. This is Chris Abernethy of Abernethy and Hagerman. You don't want the government deciding what happens to your estate or how much they will take. At Abernethy and Hagerman, estate administration is the heart and soul of our practice. We have the experience to help not only plan, but administer your estate properly to protect your assets, minimize taxes, and ensure that your inheritance gets to the ones you love. Decide for yourself. Abernethy and Hagerman. Legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. Governor Tom Wolf's plan for Pennsylvania to join the Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative passes neither the sniff test nor basic fact-checking. Analysis by the Allegheny Institute for Public Policy concludes the desire to join what is known as REGIE is more about extracting a carbon tax than anything to do with the environment. Learn more about this dubious plan at AlleghenyInstitute.org, where conventional public policy thinking has been challenged every day since 1995. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Now some jam-ups on the Parkway East, outbound Forbes Avenue to Edgewood, Swiss Vale Parkway West. That's really heavy inbound, 79 to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Outbound side, got a disabled vehicle in the right lane at Banksville. Watch out for that. Outbound 28, closed down Chestnut Street to the 40th Street Bridge. And we've also got delays outbound as you approach the McKees Rocks Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. 
A few clouds tonight, low 39. A mix of clouds and sunshine tomorrow, high 57. Spotty showers late tomorrow night, otherwise mostly cloudy, low 43. Cloudy and windy for Wednesday with a little rain, high 61. For Thanksgiving Day, it will be cooler, some sunshine, high 41. Clouds and sun for Friday, high 44. With your accurate forecast, I'm Brian May. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. So, uh, are you a rough rebounder? Uh, uh, Selena Zito, she has, uh, they, those are some great uh, names she has for those groups, uh, the seven archetypes of people who make up the coalition that made Donald Trump president and who she thinks are going to make him president again or keep him president uh, about 11 months from now. Um, so I, I don't have a guest here for this uh, second half hour. If you want to give me a call at four, I'm sorry, 844-302-1250. Maybe you are someone who voted uh, for, I can't even imagine anybody doing it, but maybe you voted for Hillary Clinton and now you're voting for Donald Trump, even though maybe you don't like Donald Trump as a person. You don't you're not you don't approve of his the way he acts and the way he talks and all that stuff. Uh, but uh, I have a, some some sports things to get to here in a second. Some unbelievable st- stupidity in Australia. Uh, but I, just one thing to follow up on what uh, Selena was saying that the the people who she, in case you didn't know, uh, she wrote this book, um, uh, the Big Revolt, the Great Revolt, back uh, and before the 2016 election, and she was one of the few people who was not surprised, few people in the media, that is, who was not surprised that Donald Trump was elected president um, because she had gone around the country, and especially here in Pennsylvania, where she's from, she used to write for the uh, the Pittsburgh Tribune Review. She's a Pittsburgh kid. Uh, and she um, went around to Pennsylvania. She started noticing things uh, in the lead-up to the election that the people who were supposed to be uh, voting for Hillary Clinton were not sounding like they were going to vote for her. And as the people that she described when she was just on the air a few minutes ago, people who um, are like the Second Amendment, they're they're very big on uh, their family. They might even be feminists, but they did not like Hillary Clinton. They voted for Barack Obama twice. So she started running into more and more people like that, and she started she decided that Trump was going to win Pennsylvania, and um, that nobody expected that. And he not only won Pennsylvania, he won Ohio and Wisconsin, and then uh, he's that's why he's president. And the same kinds of things uh, are, are happening in Wisconsin because uh, a poll about a month and a half ago had him losing to uh, four. I don't know which four it was, but four of the top Democrat candidates had him losing in head to head to them in Wisconsin about a month ago. And since the impeachment trial, uh, impeachment inquiry, um, he has now taken a lead over all four of them in Wisconsin. That's really bad news for the Democrats. But here's even worse news. Um, two polls are showing that uh, support for Trump among African Americans is at 34 percent. 34 percent. Now, one of the uh, polls is Rasmussen, which is the most was the most accurate poll in 2016. And Rasmussen uh, tweeted about the method that they use, which they uh, say is why there's there. Um, and we've had them on the show here, people from Rasmussen. But they say why their method is so uh, accurate or more accurate than others. Uh, it says here on Twitter, all American adults don't vote. A portion of registered voters also don't frequent national elections. That's why we invest the extra money to ask political questions to only likely voters. Uh, and we do this using techniques to assure privacy, just like in the voting booth. In other words, they're polling mimics actual voting as much as possible and 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 they say that as the result the result of their polling Rasmussen concludes that support for president Trump among African Americans is at 34%. I think it was 8% in 2016. And it's 34% according to Rasmussen, but it's also 34% according to another polling uh um group called Emerson and Emerson is a is a poll. People think that Rasmussen leans right, uh, and people also think Emerson re, rule um, um, leans left. And both of them have the exact same number 
among black uh, voters, 34%. And Real Clear Politics explained uh, that this was last year. Even 20% African-American support for Trump would all but dismantle Democratic Party presidential hopes for 2020. Hillary Clinton lost the 2016 election with 88% of the black vote. She got 88% and lost. So if whoever runs for the Democrats gets, let's just say that they're only, they're, they're doubling the interest, they're, they're, they're wrong by half, and 17% of uh, blacks vote for Trump instead of uh, 80, and 17% of uh, blacks instead of 12% vote for, um, for, a, for Trump, he wins. So, and Hispanics, by the way, according to Emerson, 38.2% of Hispanics now approve of um, the president's performance. In 2016, 28% of Hispanics voted for him. So uh, things are not looking good for the Democrats, and the, the, um, the, the, the news does not look good for them. And you heard Selena Zito say that, She's she's just as convinced now that he's going to be reelected as she was that he was going to be elected. Jim in the South Hills, you're on. Go ahead. I couldn't agree with her more. Uh, Let me tell you where I'm coming from, John. I'm 67. I have a degree in political science. I was studying at the time of Watergate. I've been in politics for 50 years. Uh I told told all my friends in 2016, I thought Trump's going to win. They said, well, why? I said, look, it's a plus six state, typically, six to eight. And when they were coming in there every week, I remember this vividly, they were coming in about every, every you know, I says, the numbers are pulling real slow. If, if they're that close in Pennsylvania, they take the rust off. I made, a, I made a bunch of predictions to people. It wasn't hard to figure out, really. Yeah, well, uh, I, had, I, had one, I had one friend who, and he works in the media, and I can't tell you who it is because he doesn't want his politics to be known. But uh, I had one friend, in the, and he, he told me right up to Election Day. When, you know, the polls were out there saying that Hillary, not polls, but the, somebody was out there saying her um, uh, her chances of winning were 98 percent. He told me right up till noon on Election Day, he's going to win. Don't worry about it. He was a Trump well, he guy. Knew what he was talking about. Well, I mean, here's the reason why, John. Here's the reason why. They double weight the polls. Give you yep. an example. Um, if, 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 the, if the polls say, like, let's say it should be a plus six for the Democrats, they put a plus eight. Excuse the results. I tell people the only polls to watch are the ones of the last week or two. Reagan in 84, the polls, I think it was the third week, I believe, in October, he was down to Mondo. I mean, think about that. He won every state, but I believe the... 49 uh, to 1. Yeah, 40 yeah, to 1. Exactly. 49 well, to 1. Yeah, he was, yeah, exactly. I remember that election very clearly, uh, you know. Yeah. I've been following politics for 50 years, Johnny. I mean, this is just... A, I mean, I like your sports stuff, but I like when you get into politics even better. Good. I pres- the few, yeah. 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 I mean, you know, it's right on. Well, the, the idea of the show is that I I I was told I've, I've been told for a long time that sports fans can't talk about politics and politics people who follow politics can't follow sports and just from the well, friends my own insane. friends it's insane it's ridiculous. It's, well, you know what conventional wisdom you know they they say about conventional wisdom, John. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> well, what it means is. Which way, way the moth goes, you go the other way. I yeah. mean, because it's group thing. It's group yeah. thing. I call it group thing. Yeah. And it's the term I use. And it's just, you know, look at this speech, and I'll put it down to two, two simple, one simple, two simple questions. I had a call. I took a term paper on ambassadorship, believe it or not, when I was in college. My, my professor was a former junior ambassador to Ron, who's Dr. Richard Cotton, okay? Yeah. I know how the gig works. Let me tell you how it works. Uh, the the, the a lifelong Republican. What does he do? He flips in 08. Why did he flip? He wanted ambassadorship. So oh, no gig, question. Here's how it no. goes. Uh, uh, how it works. I'm telling you. the same thing. They donate a lot and they bundle it. And when they bundle it and they get to a million, that's enough to get a gig. You know? Right. They're highly, they're highly um, uh, into the administration puts them in because they feel loyal to them, okay? Now, they won't do this for Posts like China or China, you know uh, Britain. I mean, the role um, we really need the real diplomats. They don't do it, but they sell the posts. Right. And so there's so much corruption. And there's two questions on this impeachment. Two. Here's what I tell people: If you think that with the impeachment process the way it is now, if 
uh, President Trump, in the course of his job, if he was looking for corruption, which is endemic in Ukraine, and incidentally, Biden was there, that's fine. But if you're like a Democrat, and if you think you vote for a rapid skunk, uh, opposed to Trump, then you're going to think the other way, and you're going to think that it was Donald Biden. And that's right. a simple scratch. Simple. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, yeah. I, I, hey, Jim, I appreciate your call, but uh, the, the, when Dan Rooney, he disappointed me a lot when he supported Obama because he yeah, was a, 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 because I know he's um, uh, a devout Catholic, or he was, and, and for him to support anybody yeah. who was so yeah. pro abortion, yeah. yeah. it, yeah. it, uh, yeah. it bothered me a little I, bit. I so I, I lost respect to him. I did. All right. I, thanks. I, he sold out. He wanted. Okay, sure. Thanks, Jim. Okay. I appreciate the call. Uh, yeah, that bothered me, and uh, I mean, I still like, uh, always liked Dan Rooney. He was always great to me, but and I never got a chance to have a, a talk to him, and I, I wouldn't have talked to him about it, but uh, because it wouldn't, I don't think it would have been any of my business in the position that I'm in. But anyway, when uh, when, I, when I've been paying attention to all this stuff that's been happening with the ambassadors to uh, Ukraine and all the stuff that we've been hearing about them and their, them appearing at the here at the uh, inquiry and all that stuff. I actually thought about that, about the, how the, the I forget, what's the guy's name? Uh, he was in the news every day. Uh, he's, he, he was a, a millionaire or a billionaire, a multimillionaire, whatever. He, and he ended up as the ambassador to Ukraine. And I don't know why anybody would want to live in Ukraine for 20 minutes, but uh, he wanted to be ambassador. No, he was ambassador to uh, Belgium, Brussels. I, I don't know where he was. But anyway, he I, I want I looked at him and I thought he, he paid a bunch of money and got a chance to um, uh, be an ambassador. And Dan Rooney did kind of the same thing so he could be ambassador to Ireland, which knowing what Dan Rooney and his family uh, felt about Ireland, you know, can understand how much of, uh, of a thrill that was for him to be the U.S. ambassador to Ireland. But uh, I just didn't like the way he got it. Um, but I, I have a couple of uh, sports items here I want to get to. I'll do that after we take a break. Uh, <laughs> but my my favorite is a story out of Australia about a six foot two, <laughs> two hundred and twenty pound <clears throat> woman who's playing uh, handball over there. We'll be right back. living in a very successful, affluent society for many people, yet it's also true that there are people that are being left out of that. And how do we reach those people? Joelle Gilliam, Executive Director at Light of Life Rescue Mission on Pittsburgh's North Side. So part of what Light of Life does is that we help them in our education and employment program to connect with workforce development, to look at the skill gap that exists. And so we're partnering with places like the community college. We're taking our clients, once they are clean, and they are ready to move on, now they can actually get credentialed in an area where they can be hired to work with uh, UPMC or Google or or Amazon or these other places. And so it provides an on-ramp for those who are left out to get back involved in society. Help someone else find their comeback story. To become a monthly partner or make a one-time gift, visit lightoflife.org slash give today. lightoflife.org slash give. Do you or your business have financial problems? Are you overwhelmed with debt? Then call me, Attorney Dennis Spire at 412-471-7675. My legal practice concentrates on bankruptcy law, debtor rights, and tax matters. I have over 30 years' experience as a former United States Department of Justice bankruptcy attorney and lawyer in private practice. I have represented thousands of cases faced with financial problems and lawsuits. Reorganize and get a fresh start. Call 412-471-7675 or visit my website at DennisSpira.com. Hi, this is Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. Not only do we have great grills, but also the best hot patio heaters. We are the nationwide distributor for Bromic Radiant Patio Heaters, the very best patio heater that you can get. The Bromic heaters use the same radiant burner technology as our Solaire Infrared Grills, so they heat up fast and keep you warm so you can enjoy your backyard grill and outdoor living spaces into the night and all year round. Bromic heaters have stylish contemporary designs that fit perfectly in backyard and restaurant patios. We have gas and electric models to suit most installation needs 
and a portable gas heater that directs the heat where you want it, not the bushes and walls like the mushroom heaters. For top quality performance and aesthetics, you want Bromic Radiant patio heaters and Solaire infrared grills. Learn about these amazing grills and heaters at besthotgrill.com. That's besthotgrill.com. Besthotgrill.com. Whether you're a candidate looking to advance your career or a company looking to advance your business, Advanced Sourcing Concepts is your bridge to success. Advanced Sourcing Concepts matches highly qualified workers with highly reputable companies. Advanced Sourcing Concepts brings a high-touch approach to human resources. As a candidate, your personal recruiter works with you to find opportunities that best fit your goals. For employers, they're your private talent scout, letting you focus on business while they find the first draft picks to deepen your bench. A certified woman-owned company, Advanced Sourcing Concepts has built a strong reputation for providing top quality talent for direct hire, contract hire, and project-based positions here at home and across the nation and are recognized by Recruit Military as a veteran hiring leader. Visit ASCPeople.com for active job postings. Then call 412-415-5090 and cross your bridge to success. 412-415-5090 at ASCPeople.com. When you're searching for a new mattress, you may be faced with a choice between a traditional inner spring or memory foam. But you don't have to choose. You can get the active support of a high-quality inner spring with the comfort of memory foam and the new hybrid mattresses from the original Mattress Factory. With two hand-built hybrid models to choose from, you can expect the latest in sleep innovation at the same high-quality and factory-direct pricing you've come to expect from the original Mattress Factory. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Okay, um, have you ever heard of Australian handball? Um, looking at it now, it uh, says it's similar to squash played without a racket. The ball is served such that it makes direct contact with the front wall without having bounced on the ground. It must then be returned similarly by the opponent to the front wall before the ball bounces on the ground twice. It may also contact side walls to the to or from blah, blah, blah. The, play, the game is played in singles or doubles format, and uh, Australian handball is um, has been around over there for a long time. So... Uh, there's a there's a person uh, goes by the name of uh, Hannah Mousy M O or Moosey, M O U S E Y. She uh, tends to dominate, I guess, in this handball, uh, possibly because she's um, six foot two and weighs two hundred and twenty pounds. Now you might not be surprised to hear that uh, Hannah Mousy. Uh, used to be uh, Mouncy, I guess, not Mousy, Mouncy, uh, used to be named something else. She, she was a, she's a man, and she, she's, she's dominating, and um, they're, they, they just, you know, they're having a little problem with that, but uh, Hannah, she just can't believe that people are uh, giving her, him trouble about this. You have to just do me a favor. So if you get a minute today, stop at a traffic light, just get your phone out and and um, just Google Hannah Mouncey, M-O-U-N-C-E-Y, uh, Australian handball. That'll be enough. And you'll get a picture. You might even see a video. You have to see this guy posing with the rest of the team. He's 6'2", 220. So picture like, that's, I'm trying to think of who, that's, let's say Franco Harris. That's about, that's about Franco's size, maybe a little heavier than that. But he, he's about the size of Franco Harris. And picture him, you know, the immaculate reception. Um, I'm trying to think of somebody on the current Steelers. I don't know what uh, James Conner might, might be about that size. Um, just picture him playing handball with a bunch of women and see if you think he might dominate a little bit. Well, He's just really upset that people are trying to get him out of there, and it's another example of the stupidity. Uh, he, he, he Last month, he posted a tweet praising Iran for being inclusive and progressive with regard to transgenderism in comparison to his home country. Uh, he said, how good would it be if Australia was as progressive and inclusive as Iran? He says he doesn't understand why his weight and height is an issue with anybody, because my biggest concern is the fact that 
weight is being used as one of the key physical measures for possible exclusion, that meaning excluding him. Forget the fact that in a game that has such an emphasis on endurance and speed, being heavy is not necessarily an advantage. And think about the message it sends to women and girls about their bodies. If you're too big, you can't play. That is incredibly dangerous and backward. Of course, uh, letting someone six foot two, 220, who's actually, you know, a man playing against women, that, that's not the least bit dangerous or idiotic. Uh, so that's um, that's one sports story you got, and it, you know it's every day. And this I've seen this uh, guy um, a few times pop up on the internet, and I don't know what's going on over there. There must be some kind of a, a controversy. So uh, he's playing handball, and then did you see over the weekend that they had a protest at the Harvard Yale game? They call that the game. It's a huge deal for people. Who uh, you know, students there, and more so even than students now, alumni, uh, people up there in that area. The Harvard Yale game is a big, big deal. It's a gigantic rivalry. It might be close to the Army Navy game as far as a rivalry in football, the Army and Navy rivalry. Um, so they had hundreds of divestment protesters. They stormed the field. They interrupted the game. They they showed up about three minutes before the end of halftime. So. And they were on the field for about uh, over a half hour. The game got started late. Uh, The second half got started late. They don't have lights at the at the stadium there at Yale, the Yale Bowl. So they were playing the game and getting close to being uh, having to play the game in the dark. And they were uh, they stayed in the stands and they're holding up signs that said "Yaleys for climate justice." What the hell is climate justice? At one point, Yale and Harvard administrators, including dean of the college, uh, walked onto the field to speak to them. He asked them to you know, leave. They didn't want to hear it. The cops came. They put handcuffs on them and, and took some of them away. But they were also chanting, uh, and I think they had some signs that said, OK, Boomer, which is one of my this – is, this, is, this, this is gaining popularity among these morons. Um, that and believe me, I've, I've, I'm not defending the baby boomer generation. I've, I've referred to it as the worst generation, as compared to my dad's generation, which was the greatest. But uh, I, you know, I think the boomer generation was the worst generation. But I don't know what generation these people are. What are they, Aaron? Millennials? They're they're giving us a run for the money, and I think they're going to win before they're done. I'll probably be dead, but then again, that's probably a good thing based on what, <laughs> the way they're headed. I'll talk to you tomorrow. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group.